What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. My name is Zach Clinton. I'll be your host. And as we continue to grow, I'll have friends joining me each week to interview some of the leading experts in the fields of motivational speaking, mental health, ministry, and even sports. Our goal is to instill hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through your life today. And our prayer is that after each episode, you'd be more equipped and encouraged to look, love, and live more like Christ from the inside out. That's our definition of what it means to be built different. So I hope you're ready. You better buckle up. Let's roll. Well, happy Christmas week, everybody, and welcome back to this week's edition of the Built Different Podcast. I'll be your host, Zach Clinton. Today, you guys, we're just days away from Christmas. I cannot believe it. Today, though, we're so blessed to be joined by my incredible mother, who also happens to be one of my very best friends, as well as the president and host of Extraordinary Women Ministries. Her name Miss Julie Clinton. Together today, my mom and I spent some time reflecting on family traditions, past Christmas memories, and we also unpacked several of my favorite passages and stories throughout the Gospel of Luke to help us spend some time reflecting on and celebrating the true reason for the season. But before we dive in, I wanted to remind our listeners that this podcast is the official podcast of the American Association of Christian Counselors, where we are committed to assisting Christian counselors in the entire community of care, including licensed professionals, pastors, and lay church members with little or no formal training. It is our intention to equip clinical, pastoral, and lay caregivers with biblical truth and psychosocial insights that minister to hurting persons and help them move to personal wholeness, interpersonal competence, mental stability, and spiritual maturity. That being said, if you're looking for a place to be educated, equipped, or encouraged to find help, hope, and healing for yourself or others, I would encourage you to check out several of the resources we have to offer at our website, which can be found at aacc.net. Again, that is aacc.net. Now to get back to today's conversation, as I mentioned, joining us today on the podcast is my mom, Miss Julie Clinton. Many of you that are listening may actually know her as the president and host of Extraordinary Women Ministries, which is our women's ministry branch under the American Association of Christian Counselors that gathers thousands of women across the country in a weekend event style format to help women grow in their relationship with God, as well as grow in their relationships and community with one another. Today, mom and I will be discussing some fun Christmas memories and traditions that will be sure to put you in the heartfelt Christmas spirit, but then we'll also spend some time diving into the word and unpacking several passages throughout the gospel of Luke to help us cling to God's promises, spend time in his presence, and reflect on the miracle of his son Jesus this Christmas season. So turn this one up as you do some Christmas baking and gift wrapping and prepare to receive all that God has for you today. Without further ado, my friends, let's welcome our guest, my mama bear, Miss Julie Clinton. Mom, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. You know what? It's a real privilege and an honor, son, because who's been your top cheerleader your whole life? I would definitely say that's unequivocally you. <laughs> that's right. Whether you're pitching yep, in the game that's right. or you're off the field. It's so I'm been. your cheerleader, son. I'm excited about being on here today. I'm super grateful to have you on, Mom. This is a, a podcast, like you said, a conversation that has been in the making for quite some time. And we've wanted to have you on several times. We've looked at it across several dates, but I believe that this is the perfect time to have you on going into the Christmas holiday, especially because, as you said, not only are you my incredible mother, but you're also my best friend. You have been one of my greatest prayer warriors. You're somebody that I look up to, that I love more than anything in this world. But before we dive in, 
I have to put this out there for all of our listeners and viewers. You are also easily the greatest Christmas decorator that this world has ever seen. I mean, if people walked into our house right now during the Christmas season, they would just be blown away by the Hallmark movie Christmas type of magic. And so I'm just interested up front. I want you to give them a glimpse. What does it look like as soon as you walk in the doors in terms of the magic of Christmas? How many trees, all that jazz, but also why do you do it? Why do you put forth all of the effort to decorate it and make it such a wondrous experience for all those that get the opportunity of seeing it? Well, Christmas was always very magical in my home. Yeah. And my mother always went to great strides, making sure everything looked perfect. And that's probably where I get my perfectionism <laughs> from. But she always made sure not only did everything look great, but everything smelled great. Mm. It was just the Christmas, just it was just magical when we walked in the door. And so I wanted to replicate that yeah. you know, with you guys. And so when you walk in the front door, you, you will see... You know, garlands going up the staircases. You'll see, I have eight different trees that I decorated. You know that eight. it's crazy. That's right. Um, I got a snowman room for the grandkids. I mm. have a uh, Santa room that I do. Yep. Uh, f- more formal rooms. I have a big sign this year that says what? Welcome, Welcome to, to the Clintons. Clintons for Christmas. Yep. But that's not the most important thing. Right. I think as you walk in my front doors, mm. you will see this gigantic manger scene. Mm of Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. And a big sign that reads, Christ is born. Mm. So it's nice to have the magic, the fun, the smells, the the looks of Christmas, but I think the most important tradition is having what's really, what's Christmas all about? What's the reason for the season? And I want everybody that walks in my front door, I had somebody the other day walk in and say, wow, Mm. I know what's important in your life, right. that that's the center of our life. And that's something that's been passed down to me from generations, from my grandmother all the way through to what I want to leave with each with you guys today. And I'm grateful for that because as Evelyn and I right, just bought a new home, we just put up a sign last night and we were trying to figure out what sign do we want people to see mm-hmm. right when they walk in. Mm-hmm. There was one that was about like love and our relationship, but no, we chose the one that said, for I know the plans I have for you, declares mm-hmm. the Lord, plans to give you a hope in the future and we did that because that's something that you've instilled like you said within Megan and I making that the focal point even in the midst of the Christmas season all the decorations all the trees you have the manger scene Jesus being the true reason for the season right there as you walk in so that's such a a blessing of yours mom and I want to dive in right to the reason for the season I want to dive into Jesus I want to unpack a lot of different passages throughout Luke but I got to do a couple fun things up front with you first a little questionnaire quick fun facts what is your favorite let's just say Christmas cookie up front my favorite Christmas cookie would be a sugar cookie with frosting sugar cookie with frosting that, that sounds pretty good dip into my coffee <laughs> <laughs> mine would be the monster cookies i don't think you can go mm-hmm. wrong with the oatmeal peanut butter chocolate mine chip like m&m combination those those, those are, are pretty good. good right there next one what's your favorite christmas movie I think it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed, the old one. The old one. Well, the most recent, just so all of our listeners and viewers understand this, the most recent time that we watched that together as a family, only uh, yours truly was up watching because everyone else had fallen asleep. So I'm impressed that that's your favorite movie. (laughs) 
because I watch it 10 times to see it all the way through. That's right. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mine, I'm going to say, is Home Alone because that's the only one that was coming to mind earlier. But I love the first and the second, the classics. Uh, Those would by far be my favorite kind of holiday movies. Last one, what's your favorite Christmas song or carol? My favorite song was also my father's favorite song, and it's Silent Night. Mm, Silent Night's a good one. That's mm-hmm. one that we'll always sing at, um, you know, the candlelit ceremony right. at church, Christmas Eve, and that mm-hmm. service. So that's a blessing. Mine is more of a fun one, okay. not as kind of somber and just uh, very serious. Mine is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh. You got to go right with that one, right? You All do. the kids singing it. <laughs> I love that. But mom... Uh, something that we want to unpack here for a second too. I had dad on, as you probably listened that episode leading up to the Thanksgiving season. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about just the significance and the importance of traditions around the holidays. Dad always has kind of instilled within us mm-hmm. that traditions are the glue that hold families together. And I definitely believe that is 100% true with our family. So let me ask you this. Knowing that Christmas is such a wondrous, and like we've talked about, magical time of the year, there are a lot of traditions and memories that go in and out of it. I'm interested for you, I don't think I've ever really asked you this, what are some of your favorite, maybe childhood memories or experiences or traditions that Nanny and Papa invested within you? You know, that's a great question, because I have so many different things that come to mind when I think of Christmases, and sometimes we would go to my grandparents, and they were uh, pastors, yep. and they lived in a parsonage, which is a, a home that the church provided for them. And I can remember coming up the driveway, and my grandma would have it would be late at night because we my parents would have to work till later, hmm. and she'd have the Christmas tree on, and just the magic of North Dakota it would be. So it's cold. We got ice, and we got snow, and how exciting it was to know that. We're there at Grandma and Grandpa's for Christmas. Mm. But I do remember a lot of the time of being at home with my mom and dad. And we were a family that owned a couple of businesses, so we'd have to work until like noon on Christmas Eve. So we always celebrated opening presents Christmas Eve. So we would, our tradition was, was we'd set everything up for Santa to come while we were at church Christmas Eve. So we'd have the cookies and the milk, and we would leave to go to church but my dad would always have to go back hmm. because he forgot his Bible <laughs> every year. He would go in, and as he was coming out, you could see he had can't, you know he had cookie crumbs on his lips. So <laughs> <laughs> we kind of wondered what he was doing in there. But anyway, um, so we go to church, which which was very important that we start our yeah. day or night with the Lord first of knowing the reason for the season. Yes. And then we would come home and Santa would have come and we um, would open up our fr- our presents. And, you know, so we've been a Christmas Eve family, as you know, opening yeah. presents Christmas Eve. But I want to mention sometimes traditions have to change a little bit. That's right. For example, Megan got married. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know, <laughs> her in-laws, Christmas Eve too, Christmas they Eve. celebrated. That's right. And so um, now she's with them Christmas Eve and mm. we've changed our family traditions to be uh, Christmas morning that we open our gifts and we get together but i think as long i think traditions are so important and i know sometimes it's hard to change them especially you know with this it was a marriage which we were able to do easily but sometimes i think the loss of a loved one yeah you think about traditions you think of um maybe a divorce in a family things mm. change 
But I think traditions are so important to carry on um, for families to have something to go back to, to look back at what they've done, and to always put Christ at the center of that. Amen to that, Mom. I love love the traditions that you and Dad have, in a sense, carried on from what Papa and Nanny C gave to Dad, what Papa and Nanny gave to you, and just being able to instill within, like you said, Megan and I, and now Ben, and their daughters, right, Olivia and Sophia, and my wife, Evelyn, and just our family in general, I think of like you said it has changed Christmas Eve used to be a time where we would go over we'd spend time together as a family we'd open gifts then and then we'd celebrate Christmas Day by having everybody over for dinner but then it did change in the terms of now we go to the Christmas Eve service together as a family while Megan and Ben go to Ben's parents we get the opportunity to go in and having Christmas dinner in a sense with our extended family opening and exchanging gifts we stay up well again uh, I stay up and uh, watch Elf on Christmas Eve night before Megan and Ben and the girls come over um, and we have a blast opening together Christmas Day. There's so many fun things that happen. I can also think back to times of traveling up to Pennsylvania or traveling down to see Nanny and Papa and sleeping in those little tents in their living rooms, right? So it's just so important. Like you said, it really is the glue Mm -hmm. that hold families together. Mom, we talked a lot about the fun that surrounds Christmas, right? We talked about Santa. We talked about all these incredible things, the memories. Um, But most importantly, what we want to dive in today are some more serious things. Like you said, Mm -hmm. the true reason for the season being that of Christ. Mm -hmm. A tradition that I also think you and Dad kind of instilled within me years ago, or maybe Dad mentioned and I kind of really took a liking to it, was to read a chapter of Luke every single day leading up to the Christmas season. If for some of the listeners, viewers out there, there are exactly 24 chapters in the book of Luke. So that's one of the gospels. You can read a chapter a day in the month of December Mm -hmm. and it will take you all the way through Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas Day, you can actually reflect on and just ponder the significance of what Christ has done for us, the miracle of Christmas being him him himself. So that being said, I wanted to unpack a couple of passages in Luke as I'm doing that this year as well. The first one being in that first chapter of Luke chapter one, setting the scene a little bit for our listeners and viewers. You have Mary who's just been approached by the angel of the Lord, reminded that she's the one that is going to bear Christ. She's going to be pregnant with Christ, right? A virgin birth. Mm -hmm. And one thing that she does, she's almost excited. So she runs to her cousin Elizabeth's house. And Elizabeth, scripture says, was actually pregnant with John the Baptist at the time who came before Christ and told people of who Christ was going to be. And in that season and in that moment specifically, I love what Elizabeth shares with Mary. She says, blessed is she who has believed that he would fulfill his promises to her. And I think that's so important, not just during the Christmas season, but I'm sure there's a lot of listeners, viewers, like you said, maybe going through some grief and loss, maybe going through some dark and murky waters. They're having a trying time this holiday season, but it's so important and imperative for us to remember, to believe in, and to cling to God's promises Mm -hmm. in in the midst of life's processes, even when you haven't seen the miracle yet, even when things are hard and they're rocky. Mom, for you, what are some of God's promises that you hold true to, that you believe in, even in the midst of some of the most darkest times in your life, the hills and the valleys, especially during the Christmas season? Well, when you think about the Christmas season, um, first of all, there's thousands of promises in God's Word. And I think, like you said, different ages and stages of life, you might have different promises that mean or that you go to more frequently. And I was thinking the other day about Christmas, And we just had our 
annual Clinton Christmas party. It was crazy. It was. And we had about <laughs> 45 people in our home. Yes. And not only decorating, but I think about, you know, getting all the food ready, all mm-hmm. the details that have to go into keeping those people and like, you, uh, you know, the family. And they were beginning at six and we know they didn't leave till close to midnight. So right. we, we had a nice fun party, but there's a lot that goes into it. And it can be a very stressful time for people. And as I'm looking at the verses that I've kept concentrated on, I think during this time, one of them has to do with rest, mm. because I feel I could use some rest about right that. now. And it's in Psalm 91.1, and it says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Mm. And I think a lot of people today need rest at this time. Yeah. How about peace? That's what we're all looking for is peace. Philippians 4 9 says whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you Mm. we all want peace how about strength we need strength to get through Mm. this season Psalm 28 7 says the Lord is my strength and my shield my heart trusts in him and he helps me my heart leaps Mm. for joy and with my song I praise him Mm. So I think at this time, I think of the promises that I go to are those offering rest, peace, and strength for this Christmas season. That's good, Mom. Rest, peace, and strength. And like you said, that's not; those aren't just three characteristics or attributes that we seek from God in the midst of Christmas, but that can be carried and sustained throughout mm-hmm. every day of the year, mm-hmm. right? Rest, mm-hmm. peace, and strength. I love that. That's, it's so important to find our rest, to believe in again the promises of God. Blessed is she, I would dare to say he too, Mm -hmm. right? That has found, right, peace in the midst of God's presence. Next kind of passage that I want to dive into comes from Luke chapter 10. This is a chapter that you kind of have been unpacking this Mm -hmm. entire year and your E-Woman 2023 uh, tour because a lot of it rests in abiding in Christ, Mm -hmm. finding rest in his presence. But this story is when Jesus and his disciples, starting in verse 38 of Luke chapter 10, Jesus and his disciples, they're passing through a village. There's two sisters that live there. Mary and Martha are their names. And Martha, the one sister, invites Jesus and his disciples into their home. Mm -hmm. But then it says that her sister Mary was actually found at the Lord feet listening to everything that he had to share but yet it says that Martha I love Luke's choice of words here says that she was distracted by her preparation and then all of a sudden she gets frustrated right Mm -hmm. because there was so much to do she says like Jesus are you not gonna make Mary get up and help me out I'm tired of doing this alone but then Jesus what does he say Martha Martha you are worried and upset about many things but few things are needed or indeed only one Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Mom, let's be real. Uh, <laughs> when I think about you and I, we both got a little Martha in us. I'm telling you, right? I got a lot of Martha in we, <laughs> That's right. We, we love kind of hosting. We love, I don't know, just we're, we're perfectionistic, right? We want to be our very best for people. We're, in a sense, performers. But I want to ask you, especially when we talk about that theme of abiding, what are some of the things that you feel like threaten us or kind of come against us in terms of finding our rest and our peace in Christ? Like you said, you know, I'm Martha to the core. (laughs) And if you wanted to see Martha in practice, you probably should have seen me this weekend, right? With all the people coming. Um, Because we're organized. We want everything to go perfect for everybody. But in the midst of it, what's the most important thing? 
is spending time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think during this time with, just think about a mom having so many different hats on, even a dad financially yeah. trying to support a family. Yeah. You know, kids trying to, um, you know, maneuver all this around, you know, students. You just, it, life is crazy right now for everybody mm-hmm. trying to get home for Christmas or whatever. But, you know, the busyness of what we do takes away from what could really happen. Hmm. You know, Anne Graham Lott said one time, if Satan can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Yep. And that's too busy to spend time with God, spend hmm. time in his word. I also think of the distractions, like you said. When you're distracted, and there's so many things that distract us today, I think hmm. of um, one thing that does make a difference where I go, what meeting I go to, everybody's distracted by someone's phone, hmm. dinging and messages coming in and, you know, the average person, I share this with women, spend six to seven hours a day on technology and on their phones. Wow. And we know what we do on the phone. We're looking at Instagram, we're strolling, yep. Facebook, trying to find out what everybody else is doing and yep. how our posts can look better and our pictures better. And that takes up, I feel, a lot of time away from what we could be spending time with with the Lord. Mm. I know this is a time of financial pressures, some people, like you said, are depressed. Yeah. They've lost loved ones. Maybe they're in a marriage or separated. Maybe their kids aren't where they would like them to be. Mm. Maybe they're sitting in a nursing home and nobody's coming home to see them this Christmas. Mm. This can be a very distracting, hard time yeah. for people. So I, I feel the top two things are the busyness in it because I know myself. I get crazy busy mm-hmm. um, and the distractions. It's good. Busyness, like you said, I think is the kryptonite Mm -hmm. of our day and age. Mm -hmm. We live in a culture and society where we're, in a sense, always told to go and do or to go and become more and more and more, right? Right. That it kind of robs us of the joy that can be found in the present moment, right where God has us today. Because where you are today matters, Mm -hmm. right? Not just where he's taking you but in the way that God is forming and making you. Right. Uh, and then that word distracted, like you said, I looked up the definition because I was interested. That's the word that caught me that Luke chose to use that word distracted. Mm-hmm. It actually means to be drawn away from, right? So Martha was drawn away from God, mm-hmm. whereas Mary was drawn toward God. And that's what I want to dive in here for a second too because that's what kind of fascinated me about Luke chapter 10 and just this small little story there in Luke 38 to 45 is this idea um, that Martha, right? It, they didn't really talk about or bash her personality. I think sometimes Martha does get a bad rap, right? right. Somebody's got to do the cooking. Someone's got to do the cleaning. Someone's got to do the hosting, mom. We got to do those things, right? Where would we be if we didn't have a Martha? Exactly. Where would we be? So it's not talking about her personality no. because for all we know, Mary could have been a type A personality too, a perfectionist, but she chose to prioritize mm-hmm. Her presence with God. So as he, you know, doesn't bash personality, he emphasizes priorities. What are some things that you do on a daily basis? I know this answer, but for the listeners and viewers, what do you do to prioritize time in his presence? And I think priority is the key word. I yeah. think that's a great word that you used. Well, the first thing I always tell the women, and you know, I'll, I'll tell you and you know what I do, is if I didn't get up at six o'clock every morning and first of all have that cup of coffee. And she legit, <laughs> legit wakes up at six AM every single day. There is not a minute late. I will say that. I do. Set my alarm and I get up to have time with the Lord. Because I know my personality, because I'm a Martha, 
Yeah. If I don't spend that time, that first time with the Lord, I will get too busy during the day, and then it'll be 10 o'clock at night, and just be honest, I'm too tired. Yep. And it's not quality time with the Lord. So I get up Mm. in the morning and spend my time in God's Word. Mm. And that's what helps get me through the day. Mm. Second thing is I think it's very important to stay focused on the Lord all day long. And, you know, there may be a mother here that says, or, you know, even our student, I'm so busy. How can I sit down and spend a half hour, 20 minutes with the Lord every day? Well, you know what? I always tell women, I don't care if you can get up and spend five minutes. You just need to be consistent and make it your priority. Mm. Student, I know you guys are busy. You know, just make, be focused. Just even five minutes with the Lord. But also, I feel like surrounding yourself all day long with maybe listening to Christian music when you're in your car. You know, listening to things that are on TV that are, that are, um, put great thinking into your minds Mm. because there's so much on there that's negative. So, and then the third thing I do is always big time, you know, in counseling today is the mind. Yes. And how important your mind is with what you do. Mm. And so being positive mm. in what you're doing, think on positive things and making yourself a list. We just came out of um, Thanksgiving. Yeah. We should have a list of gratitude. Writing down things that God has done for you rather than sitting here and pondering what he hasn't done. Yeah. Look at what you have, not what you don't have. And social media has really changed that. People look for what they don't have Mm. rather than concentrating on what God has given you. So Mm. being thankful, spending time in His Word, and that's also through prayer, Mm. going into church, spending time with friends and people who are like-minded, who love Christ and and can be a positive influence in your life. Mm. So I heard three things. Slow down. Yes. Get alone with God mm-hmm. and place our thoughts on things above, That's right. not on things of this world, right? When the listener viewer may be out there wrestling with, you know, wanting to spend 24-7 amount of time in God's presence or having to, you know, wrestle with the must-do list, what we're saying is make sure you prioritize, like Jesus said to Martha, what Mary prioritized, the one thing that matters most mm-hmm. that can never be taken away from you. Time in His presence, time in His Word, right. time in communication, and most importantly, in relationship with Him. The last um, kind of just piece of in the book of Luke that I wanted to unpack with you today, it's only fitting that we end this way, is a tradition that we have done since the time I can remember, which was as a family sitting down and reading through Luke chapter 2, which is ultimately the Christmas story. And I'll, I'll pick up here in verse 8. Says that there were shepherds abiding in their fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And then in verse 9 it says, And behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Verse 10, But the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Two words that have stood out to me for a long time regarding that passage were fear not, right? Your guys is, uh, kind of your theme coming up in 2024 for extraordinary women is have faith. Correct. The complete opposite. Faith and fear are very different, right? John Gordon says that they kind of have one thing in common, believing in a future that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Faith believes in a positive one. Fear believes in a negative one. Mom, to all of the listeners and viewers out there, how can they have faith in just being able to recollect and just kind of ponder 
the miracle of Christmas and understanding the good tidings that the angels shared with those shepherds. I think we need to all realize that God is with us. That's what this is all about, isn't yeah. it? And that He loves us mm-hmm. with an everlasting love. And there's not a thing you can do, place you go, where He's not with us. Mm-hmm. So I guess we need to learn to look to Him yeah. for our strength, for our peace, for our hope. And that can only be found in Him. Yeah. And Mary knew that, didn't she? She did. Because she spent time with Him. A relationship with Christ is what He wants. He wants much more than just reading a couple verses of Scripture each and every day. He wants time with us. In order to be a friend to someone, you have to spend time with them. You Mm -hmm. have to get to know them. And by reading His Word, we get to learn His character Mm -hmm. and what's important to Him and what He wants to see in us as a child of His. So I believe through going through studying his word having a relationship with him i mentioned before about going to church how important it is to go to a bible believing church where you can find other mentors in your life to help you mm. going through a rough time maybe you need to go to a youth group where there's other youth there i know you've spoken into lots of youth mm. and into their life and um i just feel like we need to have friends that are like-minded with us yeah, and can be an encouragement or can let us know when we've gone off on the wrong way. That's right. So our time with Him, I think, is just the most important in our relationship. That's right. Building that relationship, intimate relationship with God, oh, but also surrounding ourselves with community, with people mm-hmm. that will help push us to places within ourselves that we couldn't go by ourselves, pushing us closer to the heart of God, sharpening us, as Proverbs twenty seven seventeen really talks about. But I, I love um, just that idea, like you mentioned, of Christmas. That's, that's the miracle of Christmas. That's what we don't want any of our listeners to walk away with, right, without hearing the good news and the good tidings. As I was reading that chapter just a couple of days ago, like I said, reading a chapter a day of Luke leading up to Christmas, um, a couple verses later, it says that the shepherds, they got together after the angels of the Lord had, you know, gone away. And they were like, hey, let's go. Let's go follow that star. And let's go and actually see if it's true. Let's go make sure that it is. And it says that they went with haste. And you said a word there. And in your response, you said that we are all offered an opportunity to do one thing, to respond. They responded through believing they did. And following. Mm-hmm. And that's all we have to do. That's the unspeakable gift, the good news of the gospel, that because Jesus came, mm-hmm. fully God became mm-hmm. fully man in a lowly manger, right, humbling himself in that manner to live a sinless and a blameless life, to then one day paying, or really the atonement for our sins through a substitutionary death on a cross, to three days later, rising again. So he both defeated sin and death so that, like you said, by building a relationship with God, by simply believing, by asking for the forgiveness of our sins, that we could spend eternal life with him. My goodness, what a blessing that is. That's the unspeakable gift, and it's free. Believing and following. Mom, a resource to help women, to help, yeah, specifically women, though, um, that are listening and that are watching right now that can help them grow in their relationship with God, that can help them take that step of faith, especially as your theme this year is have faith. I want you to give a little bit more information on what is Extraordinary Women all about. And for the woman out there that's watching and listening, what can she expect if she were to show up at one of the city tours that you'll be all over the country this year? 
Well, she can come on a Friday night. We start on a Friday night, and it's a Friday fun night. Yeah. Uh, we have usually a comedian or a speaker, mm-hmm. and then we have an artist who comes and sings. So the praise and worship is much very important to yeah. our ministry. So praising the Lord, coming focused, they can come and be encouraged mm. because they'll have other women there. There'll be thousands of women yeah. that some of them will be sitting next to and they'll get to know very well mm. um, through the conference to know that, you know, life isn't perfect for anybody. Yeah. We have speakers and Bible study teachers that will come on Saturday and we'll get into God's Word and we will be talking about having faith. And, you know, our speakers that are up there are mm. not perfect women. That's right. They'll talk about their story, and you always say, God uses our messes to become our messages. Mm -hmm. And so they're there to speak to others, to let them know that what a life with Christ can be like. Mm -hmm. Their lives aren't perfect, but God has used them to minister to other women. So it's a time of encouragement, son, a time of um, refreshing Hmm. A time to get together with girlfriends or maybe your mom or your sister. Just a time to be in the presence of God and to praise and to worship Him for what He has done in our lives. It's been refreshing for me to even go to and obviously mm-hmm. be back behind the stage and just watch um, mm-hmm. thousands of women across the country mm-hmm. come together. They gather together to grow in their relationship with God, but also to grow in relationship with one another, to be in community, That's to right. be reminded you're not alone in this fight. Mm-hmm. Mom, and it's also been refreshing for me to watch the way in which you lead, right? You're not just the host, you're also the president of EWM, and it's a, a vision that God gave you years and years ago, you and dad collectively together, and it's just been fun to watch the way that you lead and steward the platform that God has blessed you with so well. You are truly the same person uh, behind the scenes every morning at 6 a.m. reading your Bible, doing your devotions that you are on that stage at 7 p.m. on a Friday night in front of thousands. So I'm grateful for you and I just wanted to say that publicly. But mom, as you know, um, how we like to close here on the podcast is just by allowing our guests just to share a pressing word that God has placed on their heart for such a time as this. Obviously, Christmas is just a couple of days away. There may be a listener or viewer out there who maybe is going through a tougher time. Maybe they are a little discouraged. Maybe they do feel a little defeated going into the holiday season and going into 2024. I'm just interested if you'd be willing, what's maybe a lesson or two that God has just placed on your heart for such a time as this that would hopefully uh, spark some hope, encouragement, and motivation in and throughout the lives of our listeners today. Well, you know, Zach, I feel, and I've always brought you and your sister up knowing that the most important thing in life is a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So I would want the listener to know that it's never too late to have a relationship with Him. It's never too too late to pick up your God's word, mm. or to spend time and you know go to a church, go to um, find Christian friends. Mm. It's never too late because He is the only hope and encouragement that we have in this world that's consistent and faithful. Mm. And it's never too late to do that. And you know, have faith is what we're going to talk about extraordinary women next year. Yeah. One of my favorite verses is Proverbs three five and six, and it says, "Rather than fear." To trust in the Lord Mm. with all of your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all of thy ways acknowledge him, Mm. and he will direct thy paths. And I think Mm. it's important for me and for our listeners and everybody to live a life of trusting in him, because that is the opposite of being fearful. And that's what I want to live out live in my life. 
with my children, with my grandchildren, with my Extraordinary Women team, with the girls out there that I get to be every weekend with. Not only that, of having faith, but also to remember to abide in Him, Mm. to remain faithful in His Word, to you know, to be able to spend time with him, whether it's five minutes or it's 30 minutes a day, you need to have your alone time with the Lord. Mm. My mom always said, Julie, you are who you spend time with. Mm-hmm. You're going to be more like Christ and look more like him if you spend more time with him. Mm. So he's here today pursuing every person out there to have a relationship with him. Mm. It's never too late, right? That's right. All we ask and all he asks is for an open and willing heart that's willing to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. and spend time with him. And to be faithful. And to be faithful. Mom, let me ask you this. Where can uh, the ladies out there listening or even the men out there listening that want to get a specific ticket or a special Christmas gift for their wives, their daughters, whatever that looks like, where can they go uh, to find out more about eWomen? They just need to go to eWomen, that's E-W-O-M-E-N dot net. And it'll give you the cities that we'll be in next yep. year. And it's a weekend I can guarantee that their mother or their sister or their girlfriend or their wife will never forget. Because we have women that have come for years and look forward to that time together to, like you said, be in community with one another and to be able to network and to mm-hmm. find new friends. And with there, there also there's resources because there's going to be lots of speakers, yeah. lots of Bible studies they can do for the next year, but just a way that they can, that God's going to pursue them in that relationship to get closer to Him through the heart of God. Mm-hmm. I would encourage all the listeners and viewers, be sure to go to eWomen.net. Again, that is eWomen.net. Ten different cities on a tour next year. Have Faith is the theme. It's going to be exciting. It's a weekend, like Mom said, you will never forget. But signing off here uh, from the podcast from both my mom Mom and I, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Mom, thank you so much for joining me. I love you more than anything in this world. Let's have a great Christmas together. We will, and you know I love you up to the moon and back. Haven't I told you that every day since you've been born? That's right, Mama. Up to the moon and back. Thank you. You know, as we close, I just wanted to give you two thoughts as we embark into this Christmas holiday. Number one, uh, I would encourage you to spend some time reflecting on just how loved you really are. You see, our Lord, who was fully God, humbled himself, becoming fully man, beginning his life here on this earth, not in a royal mansion, but in a lowly manger, not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. You see, Jesus came to live a sinless and blameless life so that he could be the atonement for our sins, crucified on a cross and resurrected three days later so that we would have the opportunity of spending eternal life with him. Which then leads me to my second thought, which is to remind you that all we are asked to do is just like the shepherds were asked in Luke 2 that I just read in today's conversation, after hearing the good tidings and the good news of the gospel, which I also just presented to you, all we are asked to do is to respond by believing and by following him. You know, I love the lights, the carols, the Christmas movies, the cookies, of course, and of course, Santa Claus as well. But my friends, Jesus truly is the reason for the season, and he is the unspeakable gift that Christmas really is all about. So with that being said, my friends, as always, I so appreciate you taking the time to join us for today's episode. Um, We love being a part of your life. And from myself, my family, and our entire team here at the American Association of Christian Counselors, we wish you the happiest and the merriest of Christmases. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night.